1: left. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to be reviewing every single game from the weekend. We dropped the Friday night games review a little bit earlier this morning. We went, we then went through the All-Stars and today now we're going to go through uh, the other two games that were on Saturday night and afternoon. Uh, two games that I enjoyed. We obviously had Penrith taking on the Parramatta Eels Battle of the West. The grand final we- replay, that one was at 6pm and then after that we had the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on St helens uh that one not as enjoyable let's be perfectly honest here that was a really really tough knock the first game was good though Penrith, 22 over the Eels, 16, and then St. Helens, 30 over the Dragons, 18. We will go through the Panthers-Parramatta game first. Uh, Guys that impressed me, I thought Luke Summerton, he was very, very impressive for Penrith, the 9. I was very excited about our boy Riley Smith coming off the bench. Turns out he came off the bench and played 5'8". But to be honest with you, I haven't seen this Luke Summerton play before. He looked very, very talented. I was very, very impressed with him. Uh, Tom Jenkins, another one of our boys, scored a really good try that was impressive. But defensively, he did get caught out a few times. I was a little bit disappointed by the performance of Tom Jenkins, to be honest with you. I thought he bombed one or two tries early as well. So uh, people messaged me and said, oh, he scored, what a gun. Yeah, he scored and it was good. Uh, But, I mean, outside of that, I didn't think his game was overly that impressive, which I was a little bit disappointed. I thought that... You know, in the individual battle between Tom Jenkins and Zach Sini, uh, I probably thought Zach Sini got the better of him, to be perfectly honest with you. So good to score a try, but uh, scoring tries isn't the be-all and end-all at the end of the day. Uh, defense incredibly important when you're a center, and I thought Zach Sini, uh stood him up a few times there. Uh, The right winger for Penrith, Jesse McLean, we posted about him the other day. We mentioned him in the preview. Uh, I think this kid's got so much fucking ability, it's not even funny. And you guys, you are able to see uh, what he is capable of. I really, really like him. I think he's got a big future in the NRL. And I think this is why the Penrith Panthers... I think they're okay to lose a fair whack of players. I think they'll be okay between Jesse McLean, Taruva, Tom Jenkins. I think they're all going to be out and out first craters, along with that fullback, um, Iongi, I believe it's pronounced. He's very talented well as well. So there's four guys there that are just sitting around waiting for a spot in this team. Um, Taruva's probably first man up. Then I'd say Tom Jenkins. But I reckon Jesse McLean, he can climb up that ladder very, very quickly. I love him as a winger, and I think he really suits the way that the Penrith Panthers play their footy. Jesse uh, Jack Cogger at seven. Kurt Falls at six. Both did their job. Uh, Neither was tremendous. Neither played huge minutes, but um, neither was, you know, unbelievable. They they both just did their job, and that's really all you have to do in this system. I thought Lindsay Smith was pretty good in the front row. Enjoyed watching him. Luke Summerton, as I said, the hooker. Very, very talented. I was very impressed with his running game. Uh, You had Jamin Salmon who played on one edge. It was good. Zach Hoskins, was on the other side. He was on the right side, which is interesting. Uh, If Liam Martin is out for World Club Challenge next week, it'll be interesting to see if they shortball. Zach Hosking into that role. Maybe they play, um, you know, one of the other guys that's been on the bench over the years. But interesting that, you know, if they were deciding out of Jamin Salmon or Zach Hosking you would think that them playing Hosking on the right side might be saying something. So, interesting. We'll see how that plays out. In saying that, Liam Martin might be there. I'm not exactly sure where he's at. Uh, but an interesting one to consider. I thought Hosking was good. I didn't think he was, you know, blowing the world away. Outstanding. Um, and I, I think you can pretty much lock in Luke Garner on the left edge. Uh, the right edge will be Liam Martin. If he's not there, it'll be interesting to see which direction they go. They can obviously go with your Scotty Sorensen's. They've got a heap of options there. But Zach Hosking, I thought it was interesting that he played on the right. Matty Eisenhuth, always good. He was in the 13 jersey. did really well. Um, And just shout out to these boys as well. It was almost, it was like 35, 38 degrees. It was somewhere within that realm uh, on the weekend. So for them to come out and play footy in that sort of heat, fuck, it was a good knock. Uh, Guys off the bench that I thought were good. uh, Maverick Guy, he was incredible. I am pretty confident uh, you will see him make his debut at some point this year. He was very, very talented. Uh, We saw him last year and he he was good, uh, but I think year you can see that Maverick Geyer has gone to a new level. So I'm really, really excited to see him. Uh, in 2023, at some point, I think Ivan Cleary will hand him a debut. I wouldn't be surprised if during the origin period, you see him come off the bench a little bit later in the season when they rest guys. Uh, the thing I love about Penrith is even when they rest fellas, I don't think they hand out jerseys to guys who don't deserve them or haven't earned them. Uh, I think now that a guy like um, Maverick Guy he's in a position where he has earned it. So uh, that's going to be one of the great moments when we see... Uh, MJ. Mark Guy hand his first ever Panthers jersey to his son, MG Maverick guy. So that'll be super exciting. Thought Harrison Hassett was good off the bench too. Handy little player. Uh, yeah, no one else overly jumped out at me off the bench, to be honest with you. Raleigh Smith played a bit of 5'8". I played out of position. I didn't like that. I think he's an out and out nine. I think he can be a star nine, but I can understand why they like this Luke Summerton, He was very good as well. For Parramatta, scored 16 points. They were a little bit all over the place, to be honest with you. I, I I mean, Jake Arthur, he, fuck, he can come up with some decent things, but then God he can come up with some shit things as well. Uh, can be hard to watch. And, I mean, you've got to remember as well with Penrith, uh, they're such a good defensive side. I don't care what grade it is, what day it is, who's playing, who's not playing. They're just a good defensive unit. So made life hard. I thought Joshie Hodgson had a lot of people message me and say, oh, you know, he he's looks tired already. He's gassed. I understand where you're coming from, but just keep in mind, Josh Hodgson is a 33-year-old coming off an ACL his first game In almost a year and he gets chucked into, you know, 38 degrees out at Penrith. A pretty tough knock. Like, conditions probably couldn't have got worse for Brett Hodgson. Brett Hodgson. For Josh Hodgson, realistically. uh, I thought he did some really nice things. I thought some of his kicks were great. I thought some of his passing was good. So, uh, I'm not going to judge Josh Hodgson too heavily off the back of that. Uh, I think you're going a little bit overs too early there. So, uh, I'm happy to wait and see how it plays out for him. I thought Zach Seney, as I said, I thought he was really good. He had a really impressive game, a uh, guy that, you know, I wasn't sure if we're ever going to see him in first grade again, scored two tries in this game, and I think we potentially could, Lume Lume, he was solid as well, did a couple of good things, uh, Rankin was Jordan Rankin, he is who he is, Jake Arthur came out with a tr- with a line break assist uh, late in the game, which was good, but I think one kick out on the full, maybe two, I think he had a few errors as well, so, um Yeah, I don't know. He's hard to get a read. Yeah, it's two errors, Jake Arthur. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He's hard to get a read on where this kid and his career is going, to be honest with you. Um, Mamacilla, played on the edge. Uh, I thought he was good without... Being great, uh, I'm not convinced he is a superstar or anything like that I don't think we got any closer to just to finding out who's going to be on the right edge for Parramatta, I think we'll have a better idea after next weekend Ryan Madison, 15 runs for 129 metres, 60 post contact, uh, had a red hot crack I thought that they looked a lot more composed uh, when he was playing through the middle, uh, which so they should really, so made about 30 tackles as well a really good knock in that heat He'll you'd assume he'll play next week and then he'll have uh, a couple of weeks off for the start of the season which is very very disappointing. Thought Matt Dory did a couple of good things when he was on the field as well. He was nice uh Makotoa, I thought he, he had some nice little touches as well. Uh, but yeah, not um I mean not a disappointing day for Parramatta. I think they just came up against a good side and I don't think there's really too much to read into. Obviously you're missing that you know the entire backline. I don't think anyone uh, from those seven, will be in the first grade team. Uh, maybe a Sean Russell out on the sting or something, but outside of that, I don't think any of them will. It was really only Sean Lane, um, Sean Lane, Hodgson, and Ryan Madison who I think will be in the starting side. So uh, I'm not too concerned about Parramatta in this game. Uh, I thought that Penrith just a really good system. They just know what they're doing inside out, regardless of what grade it is. Parramatta, uh, yeah, I, I'm not looking for. I'm not looking into this game all that much. They won the second half. Half to their credit. I think they won the second half 12-4. Uh, so that was a good knock. But yeah, not many first graders in this one will know more about these two teams next week. And realistically, I think we'll know more about these two teams in the first month to six weeks of the season. A lot of changes to both these squads. Two very good squads, obviously, coming off the grand final. Uh, but I don't think we'll really know who these teams are until about week five or six. I think I know who the Penrith side is. I'm pretty confident that I know how good they're going to be. Parramatta, though, they're the watch. They're the ones I'm interested in. Uh, Hodgson did a lot of good things around the Ruck as well in his few minutes that he did play. Uh, so I'm keen to see how he interacts and how he how he works with the, har- the first grade halves once they are back there. All right, the second game. This was one of the great innings of all time on the weekend. This was a tough watch. The St. George Illawarra Dragons and St. Helens. Uh, if you were listening to the podcast, we did tip them for a one to twelve win, St. Helens. Uh, so that was nice. We just snuck in there. I think you were getting about four dollars for that. So that was nice, or high threes, or something along those lines. So we'll take that. Uh, we got a heap of anytime try screws on the weekend. I reckon if you took all the guys we tipped, I reckon you would have got about you know fifty to sixty percent of them, and all of them. There was no one we tipped that was below $2. A lot of them were threes and fours, so they would have been very, very juicy. Uh, But in this game... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Trey Stewart, he had some good things, but he also had some fucking awful moments. Zach Lomax scored a nice try. Ben Murdoch-Masilla, uh, I thought he looked a little bit better than what he did at the New Zealand Warriors. I don't want to get too overhyped because I fell into that trap last year and was very, very disappointed. Uh, but look, the Dragons, missing Ben Hunt, which you know we mean, we know that that can mean the absolute fucking world to them. Jack Bird wasn't there as well. Uh, I thought Jacob Little held his own. Uh, I, th- I thought he did some, some good things and, and played decent minutes. Uh, Trey Stewart obviously made errors, but he also gave them a lot of excitement. He was good. I thought Blake Laurie was really solid through the middle. Uh, I enjoy, I always enjoy watching Blake Laurie play. He, um, he just takes it to them, which is always good to see. Um, yeah, look, uh, Moses and Boyer played halfback. He actually came up with some really good plays throughout the game. Moses and Boyer, to be fair, kept the minute, but yeah, not a stack to read into, uh, that I think they used all 30 players as well. Um, I didn't mind Dylan Egan when he came on during Gong Boy, he was handy, Uh, I thought the Couchman boys, they were both good. Both got decent minutes there. I think there was an injury to one of them at one point and the other one came on. Um, But yeah, outside of that, no one overly... Jumped out at me, uh, from this from this dragon side. I, that, that, it was a pretty boring game, and they were pretty fucking average, to be honest with you. The dragons, uh, St Helens, it was good to see some new players and whatnot. Obviously, a lot, a lot of guys that did well here we knew from the World Cup already. Jack Wellsby had some really nice touches. Uh, Tommy Makinson did some good things as well. It was good to see Will Hopper Wade back. Uh, he scored a try that he had taken off him that was very unlucky. That I think uh, <laughs> it was pretty lucky that one fell the dragons way. That was obviously off the knockout of Trey Stewart um, and it just happened uh, to touch. I think it was Cianni Matate. Matt- 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 it was good to see him as well. Johnny Lomax, uh, I know he's a very talented guy. This was definitely not the best game that he has played. Uh, fair whack of errors and just a lot of the time come up with duck eggs when he was trying things. So Zach Loma, uh, Johnny Lomax, sorry, is a much better player than that usually. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't his greatest game. This one had three three errors, so definitely pretty high there. Thought the halfback was all right, Lewis Dodd. I had a lot of uh, English fans message me and saying that they rate him, and I agree. He looked like a handy guy. I don't think I've seen him play before, so he was good. Alex Walmsley, I think he could make it in the NRL. He looks like a very, very talented front rower. I don't mind Matty Lees either, uh, but Walmsley, he's, he's definitely the best front rower in this side, and I definitely think he could make it in the NRL. I don't know how old uh, he is, but it would be great to see him come down here. He's 32 years old, sorry, so he's probably getting on a little bit. I still think he could handle himself uh, down here from what I saw the other night. Uh, the hooker, James Roby Mr. Fucking 800 Games. Absolutely love this guy. Uh, he's 37 years old, which is crazy. Uh, but I love watching him play as I said uh, when I posted the other night about him uh, I wish he would have come to the NRL and tested himself or just over the last 15-20 years uh, there hasn't been a game where I've I've watched James Roby and I haven't been impressed so really talented guy would have loved to have seen him down here Um, I think uh, there was a few people that asked me the question on the weekend would he have been more successful than Josh Hodgson I personally think he would have been I really do I I really really rate him so uh, but he's had a fantastic career in the Super League many many um, premierships over there uh, Sianan Battaglia it was good to see him again Joey Lussig I thought he was handy as well did a couple of good things scored a try and whatnot. Uh, but I think like try that he scored was out of dummy half sort of summed up this game it was, a, it was a lot. It was, it was a bit boring watching this one, how it all played out and everything. Uh, it was good to see Ignatius Parsi, Curtis Sirin. I, I thought Sirin had some really nice touches as well. He did some really good things. Um, and Conrad Harrell, it was good to see him back as well. Haven't seen him in a while. James Bell was a guy I haven't seen in fucking ages. He came through as a real, real talent. Didn't quite kick on. Uh, but a guy with a heap of ability. And then you had the winger who was very, very quick. I'm trying to find his name. I think it was Ritson. He's yeah, yeah, uh Ritson. He was playing right wing. He's got a nice little try and did some good things. Uh, but this St. Helens side, um they held their own in this game. They won. Uh, Dragons were house, to be honest with you. I, I'm i really worried about this, this St. Helens squad going to Penrith next week where it's meant to be scorching hot. They're saying like close to 40 degrees. So I don't think this team is all that crash hot compared to Penrith, you know, <laughs> in a vacuum where it's not the peak of Penrith weather. Uh, but when you send them over there next week to that home game and, you know, I've heard, you know, a lot of reports that the Panthers are taking this game very seriously. I don't think they've won it before, uh, so this is sort of the missing thing from their from their trophy room. So, uh, yeah, you get in in the way of those boys and trying to win something. It's going to be pretty fucking scary. So, uh, if, geez, I reckon St. Helens could get done by forty to fifty on the weekend. I really do, and in that sort of heat. I think it's going to be very, very tough, limited interchanges once again. I think it's going to be absolutely brutal, that game. So I'm going to take the Panthers in a big win, unfortunately, for St. Helens. Shout-out to the St. Helens fan. They're on the hill at Wollongong. uh, Champion effort coming all the way down there and going to those games. Hopefully you find your way out to Penrith next week, and I hope uh, that it's a pretty even contest. But I personally feel like Nathan Cleary, Jose, Yo, and the rest of their boys are going to put on a real show against this St. Helens side and put on a bit of a cricket score. Unfortunately, uh, their defense wasn't fantastic. Dragons, uh, I think St. Helens was lucky that Dragons have just got fuck all through the middle. I think Penrith's really, really going to give it to them, and I think they're going to score a stack of points. So we'll preview that game as we get closer uh, to it throughout this week, but I think that St. Helens is in a little bit of curry, taking on the Penrith Panthers next week out there in the scorching heat of Western Sydney, I think it's going to be a very, very tough outing, and I'm expecting a big, big Panthers win there. As far as the Dragons, guys, uh, not a stack of guys to talk about, to be honest with you. I'm very worried about this side. Um, I was very worried about them before this trial. Nothing really filled me with confidence in this game. I thought they got lucky on a number of occasions. So very, very worried about the Dragons. I would love, fucking love to be wrong Uh, But I am very nervous about the Dragons heading into this season. Uh, We'll talk about the Dolphins a little bit later today. I thought they looked all right, eh? So a lot of people saying, oh, the Dragons won't get the spoon because of the Dolphins. I kind of like the direction the Dolphins are heading in more at the moment than what I do of the Dragons. But Dragons are missing a number of stars. I understand that. You put Ben Hump back into it, it's a completely different thing. Um, they're also well known for overachieving. They seem to be playing like shit, but they're always sitting at 11, 10, 9 on the ladder. So there is that aspect to it 100%. As I said, guys, for you Dragons fans, you guys are loyal as fuck. And I hope that I am wrong, but I'm very, very nervous about this Dragons side heading into season 2023.